Welcome back to Flop Stars. We all sound like Moira Rose there. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome Ar back to Arbling. Flop Stars. <laughs> the podcast where we take an album that is dear in our hearts, but did not perform well on the charts. In the past, we've looked at everybody from Lord to Charlie XCX, and I bring up Charlie XCX every week because I can't remember the others. But this week, we are revisiting somebody who's already been on Flop Stars before. Uh, Katy Perry was previously on with Witness, and now we are bringing her back, unfortunately, for Smile, which was the album that followed that, an album released in 2020 during the pandemic and one that did very little to reclaim her status as one of the best pop stars in the world. With me is Nick Kelly. I'm Sam Murphy. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You say, unfortunately, we're bringing Katie in. I want to celebrate this album. No, I, I meant unfortunately for her. You I mean, it would have been better if it didn't flop and we didn't have to talk about it, but That's we do. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't yeah. want to do it. I don't want to put her in this position, but we yeah. have to. We are now indebted to do this as a flop stars episode <laughs> um yeah it's it's funny it was funny going back on it yesterday realizing this was very early pandemic stuff for katie and yeah. i remember she was doing the final stretches of the promo so so pregnant and basically gave birth to the All album and the child simultaneously and yeah, yeah. it was the I, I forgot about that bizarre promo period where she was just sat in the same chair for weeks on end, talking to any publication that she would would take every it. single one. I even yeah. got time. I got five minutes somehow. Did you talk to her? Yeah, I did two things. I hosted the Daisy's single That's launch right. live stream, which she popped the into. The Daisy's single minutes. launch or the Daisy Baby launch? The Daisy's single launch, which was a premonition for the Daisy Baby launch. Um, which was bizarre in itself. It was like three hundred fans, and then I had to pad them out for an hour and 20 minutes talking about Katy Perry until she popped up in the Zoom. And then they all went nuts. And then she was like, who's the moderator in here? Who's the moderator? And I had to, had to pipe up. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever done. Oh, my God. Well, um, how was your experience revisiting Smile? Yeah, good. Uh, with that context. I found it to be one of those albums that, just like Chromatica, not written about a pandemic, not written about looking for glimmers of hope and, and looking yeah. for the positivity in, in things, but really emanated, like really worked and resonated with that era. And I, I looked back on it and I found a very hopeful, very optimistic, positive Katy Perry and a message that at the time I think we really did need to hear. What it's done on the out, with a couple of years of growth on it, though, I think it's potentially a little bit naff and potentially yeah. a little bit lacking in real substance. You know, optimism doesn't always have substance in it, and that can be a really difficult thing. And shedding pain pre-putting it onto a record, getting rid of the pain and before... And there are definitely moments of pain in this record as well, but, but shedding that pain in your own time and then just writing the optimistic side can sometimes mean that that, that substance is sort of already processed too much to a point where it, yeah. it doesn't come through on the record. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't know what it, it... Like, she'd obviously been through some stuff. She had situational depression after Witness because it kind of tore her from her pedestal. 
Um, and obviously she pl- placed a lot of emphasis on her own success as a pop star and it kind of rocked her world a bit. And I don't doubt that at all. I just, that there's, like there are good songs on here. There's yeah. many good songs actually. Um, but it's, yeah, it feels a little bit smoothed over and sometimes not very believable at all. Whereas I really believe Chromatica. I, d- I, b- I believe like the pain in that, whereas I just don't really hear it on this album at all. Probably in not in one point on it, to be honest. Yeah, and the critics seem to get behind that as well. I mean, Pitchfork said the confessions on this album feel like calculated dodges tepid disclosure was the way they described sort of the confessional side of it mm. new york times said it doesn't have much of an agenda beyond a general feeling of uplift and and that really kind of is the is the is the feel of this album particularly with a couple of years on it uh, it, it definitely while there are moments that are joyous and fun and um you know there are there are some silly moments on here that kind of take me back to teenage dream um and even yeah. even some of the more fun moments of you know and I think that's why Katie can play. Katie can be our silly, goofy pop mm. star because she is a, she is a, a weirdo. Realistically, she's a a strange cat. Which is the cat. best part about her? Yeah, the, we like that. In my opinion, she's at her worst when she's like dishing up inspirational nonsense, like like firework, raw. They're the moments for me when I'm just like, nah, I don't get it. And here, yeah. like resilient. Um, only love what makes a woman like they're the real ones that you just like snore like I don't believe it but Mm. when she's being really ridiculous and just really overplaying it and she's theatrical like moments like Peacock and California Girls and like birthday uh, birthday at walking on air like those even yeah none of witness actually comes to mind but um do we sometimes talk about those and say do more of that is that blocking her from processing trauma on a record are, are, are we gatekeeping yeah, absolutely yes but i'm sorry she can find it somewhere else <laughs> this is for us not for her well yeah and i suppose <laughs> i suppose in, on a genuine sense from that when she when she has is trying to do this confessional thing on the records it's almost like there's an expectation there that she needs to actually give us some of the substance of that of that trauma um yeah but you know we can't gatekeep people well you know what that stuff i feel like i believe it a little more on something like daisies Mm. or even never really over i mean we'll we'll like rave about never really over later in the pod but in terms of like you know sounding putting a little bit of the pain into it i believe her on those two moments to be honest but we are going to talk about it throughout a song game because we are actually going to keep the timing somewhat tight today um, and not babble on and we're going to try and do more than just get to the song game 40 minutes into the podcast and then roll through two games it would be so Um, standard behavior of us to spend two minutes discussing how we're keeping this show tight today (laughs) (laughs) which we've just done yeah yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a real tight episode, guys. Yes. I'm letting you know. Flop stars. All right, the song game this week I'm calling um, the flop recovery, which so basically, smile followed Katy Perry's pop record, 
It's flop record, sorry, not pop record. <laughs> so we're looking at the song that came after an artist's flop album. I can explain it more um, as we move throughout the game if you're having a little I get what you mean. trouble following that. on. I'm having trouble following myself today. But the first one is Never Really Over. Never really over. Versus My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson, which was the song that followed My December. This is hard. My Life Would Suck Without You is max perfection. Absolute yeah. perfection. It... It took elements of the pop rock era from a couple of years prior into 2012. I remember so distinctly this song's emergence into the world. Um, And it still stands up now. It's fast-paced. It's energetic. It's joyous. And the word suck in an album title, in a single title, definitely helps. Um, Never Really Over, as fun as that song is and definitely one of the highlights of Smile, and and the fast the fast pace just because it's over doesn't mean really over and over again. Um, it's Kelly's still standing up a decade later and going back on never really over. It didn't make the it didn't it didn't put that euphoria in my brain like it used to. What today? So yeah, I'm going with Kelly crazy. Going with Clarko. Hey, what? Why are you sad about this? You are the Clarko stand among us. Oh yeah, I forgot about that aspect of my personality. Sorry, that's right. I've literally spent all weekend talking about Kelly Clarkson to anybody who would listen because some, one of my friends said that she she's one of her least favourite people and I oh my uh, God. really arced up about She's not your that. friend anymore then. I let it be said, I love My Life Would Suck Without You. Such a great, fast-paced, as you said, pop song. Thank Just you. almost flawless in delivery. There's There's almost nothing wrong with it. That said, Never Really Over is on that same level for me. Probably the top two Katy Perry songs for me, that and Teenage Dream. What? I just think it's like absolutely flawless. And the way she like, the bridge, the way the bridge flows into the chorus, that like elongated bridge and then that like chorus it's just so good like i absolutely love this song i cannot rave more about it so i'm i'm going with never really over you'd put never really over above hummingbird heartbeat would you (laughs) above waking up in vegas well waking up vegas is up there for me shut up and put your money where where your mouth that's a great record so it Katy is. Perry has a lot of bobs. Yeah, this not, is the difficulty. Not many of them are on this album. But um, she definitely does. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, next next one. What is it versus... Daisies. You told me I was out there. Try to knock me down. Versus What Do You Mean by Justin Bieber, which was the record that followed journals for him. Oh, you mean the record that I claim turned him from a boy to a man? Yes, yes. <laughs> Seminal record. Seminal record. Uh, Let it be known, Daisies, I think is the best song on this album. Again, I've premonished. Really? Over Never Really Over? Yeah. Never Really Over second. You are crazy. Oh, actually, Never Really Over is like maybe third, actually. Um, I hope you get torn apart for this, just like you are for not liking 911. Daisies takes the. (laughs) Daisies. What's happening outside? 
Oh, some sort of siren was going off. Uh, da- <laughs> Daisy's takes <laughs> the cake for me in terms. <laughs> We're being very tight time today. You now you're interested with what's going on outside. I haven't Am taken I my enough for you. I haven't taken my ADHD pill yet, so obviously not. Let's <laughs> get distracted by anything. Shining object. Woo. Um, yeah. So Daisy's for me is the is the most joyous moment of this record, and I think probably the one that feels like it flourishes her the most in an album that's trying to be flourishing and optimistic about the future. So that's what I admire about this one. Versus, yeah, well, what do a- you mean by Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to your TED talk on Daisy. On Daisy's, um, and that's it. What do you mean for me? I mean, just like, like oh, it just the way the the masterfulness of choosing that song to almost be the one that moved him forward and moved the needle for him and moved the needle for so many people on the kind of pop star that he was going to be moving forward. It, it it really was a, a it it really was the bridging point that and where are you now with Jack U around the same time yeah they were masterfully decided to move Justin Bieber from being a boy to a, a mature male pop star and I really admire the way that that worked and I think the song is brilliant so it's going to be a what do you mean for me it's another flop recovery record over win yeah. Yeah, what do you mean was such a moment? Remember that moment where everybody was just like writing all those think pieces on how like we should stop um, talking about pop in such a degrading way and like stop, you know, it was like the whole optimism That was the start of the optimism thing. This was, it actually was, it was Justin Bieber who started it. And now like pop's all over all the like alternative indie blogs and stations and it's everywhere. You idiots um, put my blog yeah, out of was, business. It was such a shifting moment. What do you mean? Where are you now? And then um, sorry as well that followed it up. And love yourself. Like such a... What a way to recover from a flop. A it's trio. it's almost unfair to put this against Daisy's. I agree that Daisy's is in the top half of the album. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't call it the best. Um, but I do like how she's kind of a bit deranged in it. And she like yells when she's trying to reach daisies i do like that and maybe that's why it connects i feel like (laughs) Katy perry's personality comes through on daisies more than it does usually so yeah gotta i mean gotta go what do you mean but yeah props to daisies yeah next one is smile the titular track yeah i'm versus me by taylor swift This is a horrendous matchup. <laughs> Smile, Smile is the second best song on Smile. I am going to leave. I am actually going to leave. You c- what did you- I am so sick of your shit. Are you kidding? firing missives at you like this. <laughs> just knowing what I'm going to get out of you, it's the best. Smile oh, Smile. Is- <laughs> Battle for the best song on the album for me. It's smiley. It's the birthday of the of this album. It's it's joy. It's I'm gonna use the phrase that Rolling Stone used to describe what makes a woman and call smile the turd in the champagne glass <laughs> of this album. I love smile. Me oh, I, me didn't deserve like the flack so it got. dated. Me was a self-aware pop record. Um <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was 
that's a turd. No, it's they're, they're both they're both fine. Smile for me. Smile has some joy in it for me. Smile, smile was a nice one to go back on. That's all. A nice one. You put it in the top two. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you rate this album. If they're your yeah. top two, if they're your Martin saving graces. Did you even listen to this album? Are or you did joking? You just listen to the, the two singles. It's the first time I've listened to an album in full the day before. You know this. Normally it's a rad rush that morning. I actually listened to it yesterday. <laughs> Whilst I answered some emails. It's real good. Yeah. It's good background music. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, I've got to answer this. God, <laughs> I don't care. Take your pick. I'm going to go Me by Taylor Swift. Just because oh. I like the way it's, it's written in caps. <laughs> <laughs> Any credibility this show had is so out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, final Jesus. one which actually I didn't think that this would be such um, a good matchup sound wise mm. but tucked versus About Damn Time by Lizzo which followed on from Rumours which was yeah. yeah I mean I was I was kind of going back I was like oh wait tucked actually that slaps that it does, doesn't it? That that's a that's strong, but I think Lizzo's got a potential modern day classic on her hands with about damn time. I mean, it's just it's just doing the damn thing at the moment, and it I really know it's early, is, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's early days, but it's gonna be a pro. It's gonna be good as hell again, I reckon, or maybe Truth Hurts again. Like it's got staying yeah. power. Um, I didn't expect it. I mean, when I heard mm. it, I was like, oh, I hope it's enough to get. For yeah. her to find her footing again, but oh my god, it's blowing up. It's working, isn't it? Um, so what it's gonna be about damn time. T- <laughs> yeah, Tuck didn't have the staying power, unfortunately. <laughs> it's gonna be about damn time for me. It's a great little bop, Tucks, though. Like, I can't fault it. It's it's nothing yeah. spectacular, but it's great. Oh. Whereas, yeah, about damn time has. I mean, Lizzo has that. She's able to bring the charisma to a song like About Damn Time, which I don't think is like phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination, but at the hands of her, it sounds a lot better than it would with anybody else. Like if Katy Perry had About Damn Time, it would have been like track eight on the album, you know, like she just can't bring the same thing to it. So About Damn Time definitely wins. Flop stars. But I think Tark, I I think there are some actual good songs on this album. Like, I feel like we're being a little harsh to it. And awesome. it's a very safe album. It's extremely safe. And I know why it's safe, because Witness was kind of her experimental album. So she wanted to do something this time around that kind of guaranteed her pop hits and it still didn't really work. Yep. But there are moments on this where she really gets it right. right. Gets it wide. She <laughs> certainly does that too. Yeah, she certainly does that. Cry about it later. I think is is a real banger. Um, yep. Champagne problems. I think is really fun. Champagne problems is probably one of the strongest on the album. Agreed on that. Um, teary eyed, uh, teary eyes. I think is great. Tuck nah. is great. Obviously, resilient sucks. Not the end of the world sucks. Um, I'm Hull not with you on wide. teary eyes. How do you feel about that? I'm not with you on teary eyes, first of all. I don't it think sounds that's a bit strong. dated, I agree. It's a bit swish-swish like, swish for it's me. It's good enough. 
bit swish swish. I don't hate Only Love, though. I know we were being a bit negative about Only mm. Love earlier. I don't hate Only Love. I think that's kind of a cute little sort of heading towards the end song, but it's a bit of a lullaby, isn't it? Harley's in Hawaii, I really enjoy. I think that's a joy of a song. Um, and at the, at the time, I, th- I was like, oh, she's not going to she's not gonna really cut through and make a hit record if, if, it's, if we're talking about Harley's in Hawaii side of yeah. things. But she's got... But Harley's in Hawaii almost took off, yeah. Almost. Like, it had a bit of a moment on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Harley's in Hawaii is quite cool. It's probably the coolest song she's ever made. Well, that's a stretch, but I would agree. It's well, the most it's, badass. I mean, you, she's not, she doesn't really make cool songs, does yeah. she? Yeah. Harley's in Hawaii is definitely... Well, should we has... play my game Hawaii or Harley's then? Yes. <laughs> Let's okay. do it. Flop stars. So I've got some reviews of Hawaii, the the place, and some review some single reviews of Harley's in Hawaii when it dropped. Okay. You've got to work out whether they're a review of Hawaii or the Harley's. So you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Not the Harley motorbikes. The song or the island. Let's call it, the game's oh, called okay. Song or Island right. now. Okay. Um, we've changed two segment names in one day, which I really admire. Okay, first review. Carefree and superficial with no troubling realities to bog the island down. Is that a review of Hawaii, the place? (laughs) Or Harley's in Hawaii, the single by Katy Perry? Carefree and superficial with no troubling realities to bog the island down. I would love if a reviewer was referring to Katy Perry as the island. (laughs) Noted pop island, Katy Perry. Um, But I will have to go that to a review of Hawaii. Well, that's actually a review of Katy Perry's Harley's in Hawaii. It's an excerpt where it says that Katy portrays the island as carefree and superficial with no troubling realities to bog the island down. I've got got the links. I will send them to you. Don't worry. I will send them to you. I love how people had to go into that much depth in a review. Like, it's not that deep. No, it's not that deep. Do what Project You used to do and just put four words there and put the video link and post it on Facebook. (laughs) Next review, I would go back in a heartbeat. Is that a review of Katy Perry's Harley's in Hawaii being like, I'm going to go back and listen to this again? Or is it a review of Hawaii? It's got to be Hawaii. That is a review of Hawaii from yes. TripAdvisor. Yes. <laughs> Moving Good on. Good TripAdvisor. There are five of these. You've got one correct of the two so far. Okay. A lot of numbers there. <laughs> uh, you said it really made it sound like I was failing. I want to ride a motorbike. Is this someone saying what they would do next time in Hawaii or is this a review of Katy Perry's Harley's in Hawaii? I'm edging towards a review of Harley's in Hawaii. I feel like it's made somebody want to ride a motorbike. You are correct. It's made someone want to ride a motorbike. Yay. Because there were motorbikes in the video. Um, moving on, next review. There is zero recognition of any local culture or distinct aspects of the island. Hawaii exists only in the image its reputation cultivates. Is this a review of Harley's in Hawaii or someone who went on a tour whilst on the island of Oahu? That's such a negative review of Hawaii. Zero and recognition. And also just such a ridiculous like thing to attach to the song Harley's in Hawaii. I think it's a review of Hawaii, but I'll be... Re- <laughs> obsessed if it's a review of the song 
It's a review of the song. It's what? Where? <laughs> someone saying that there is no recognition of the actual local culture of Hawaii in either the song or the music. What the fuck she meant to do? <laughs> it's a three-minute pop song. What's you, she meant to give like a minute beforehand Hawaii explaining the history of Hawaii? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's outrageous. Final review. This was our 25th trip and it will be our last. We were disappointed on several fronts this time, but mostly with prices and service. Is this a review of Harley's in Hawaii or Hawaii? Wait, how do you go 25 times and get disappointed on the 25th time? (laughs) Like, I understand being disappointed on, like, the second or third, but honestly, what went so wrong on the 25th time? Have you... I know it's cancelled now, but did you ever watch um, Come Fly With Me, the Little Britain spin-off? And there's... Yeah, I think I did. There's the couple in it that, like, they're like, well, they lost our bags, and then my my husband's arm was eaten off by a crocodile, and... But we would absolutely go back in a heartbeat. (laughs) That was the ongoing joke. They'd had the worst holiday humanly imaginable, but they would go back again. That's this couple. I swear. The opposite with this couple. Like, (laughs) 25 times. That's ridiculous. That's so so good. Oh, dear... Um, um, would you like my game just to back it up? Yeah, why not? Let's just make it a game. It's a silly album, so let's just do a silly games podcast. It is a bit of a silly album. You no, know, there's perfect. not that much to discuss with this album. No. It, I will say. Get, we try and get And I don't deep. want it to be a cop-out, no. but she just kind of did what she had to do. <laughs> and there's not much to it apart from that. Well, why don't we do your game and then talk about the future? Flop stars. Um, all right, my game is called Is It Really Over? So uh, I'm going to give you um, a list of things. Could be TV, something from a fast food restaurant, anything. And mm. you have to tell me if it's over or not over. As in, like, it's done? Yeah, like it's, it's done discontinued? or it's still going. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, got you. Yeah. All right. This is in support of Katy Perry's hit single, Never Really Over. I can't stood that. I think I think the Flopstars right. family gets it. Days of our lives. Is it over or not over? That was over in like the 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, that's over. That's done. It's not over. What? How? Hang on who now. Is, you were so who sure Who is the audience? To Google it. No, I was just being theatrical. I actually don't have a clue. But no, it's still is. going. There was an episode today. Oh, I'll stream Xander it. asks Eric for a favour. Nicole is thrown by Sarah's accusations. Julie urges Abe to tell Paulina about his feelings. Whenever I see Bold and the Beautiful on in the studio next to me, because it's always on the channel that has Bold and the Beautiful on, and it always airs yeah. about 6am, I'm always like, these people have so much drama and stress in their lives. I'm like, they're all going to so die of heart attacks stress. at 35, without a doubt. Like, if, And some of them are older than 35 now. <laughs> I'm like, you all need to just calm It's a very stressful down. watch. They it actually is. do. But like, it's still going. Yeah, there's a new fight yeah. every day. Christ. Anyway, got the Okay, one. Salt Bay's restaurant. Is that oh, over or not over? That's got to not be over. That's got to still be going. He's got to still be doing the Salt Bay thing, you know, the tourist attraction. Yeah, it's not over. Yes. What about... The pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Some would have you believe it's over. (laughs) However. According 
not over because That's correct. I still have to pay silly money for insurance when I'm going overseas and I'm still trying to get COVID now before I go overseas so I don't get it again. And it's not over. It's outrageous. Over. What about popular um, children's cartoon Arthur? Over Arthur. or not over? I believe, sadly, that Arthur has died. Um, so it is over. Did he actually die? There's a big fire at the school. Was D- there? DW went as well. <laughs> Perishing. <laughs> it's free. Dead. <laughs> Free bread sticks at Olive Garden. Is Hang that on, over or is not it over? Finished? Is it over or not? Oh, no, it's over. It is oh, over. No! <laughs> um, free bread sticks at Olive Garden. Um, I would bloody hope they're still going, but I presume this may have been something that was discontinued during the pandemic because I know like lots of little things like that were discontinued to save costs. So I'm going to say it's over. Bread sticks at Olive Garden. It's not over. Still yes. going. Can still go there. And then finally, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr.'s marriage. Is that over or not over? I distinctly recall hearing something about this last year, and I think I quote retweeted it with the words, love has officially died or something of the sort. I think they're over, but recently. Is that correct? They're not over. Oh, yeah. They're still going. Your love is yeah, real. Yeah, love is not dead. Love is not dead. Love is alive. Bet you well. didn't have that on your 2022 bingo card. I love is not dead. I'm, I'm actually out now. Bet you didn't have that on your 2022 bingo card. <laughs> and then we'll just see someone re- quote retweeting like, flesh-eating bug discovered in Zimbabwe. And it's like, bet we didn't have that. What e- What next, 2022? Yeah, officially the worst year the ever. Because ever. three celebrities died. <laughs> who were all over 95. Oh my God. All right, what's the future for Katie now? What does she do? Because she's done the experimentation thing on Witness. She's gone back to pure pop on Smile. What was wrong with this record? Why didn't it reclaim her footing? It lacked substance. And if you're going to lack substance, as we've discussed, you need to go the other direction. And you need to be silly. And you need to embrace the quirks of your personality, which Katy Perry has a lot of. She's a unique, unique individual. And she absolutely can... Warrant doing just a record of silly bangers. I feel like it's hard for her to embrace those quirks after an era where she was so widely panned for them. You know, if she came back and she was just like really silly and did like a teenage dream kind of thing, like people would have rolled their eyes. But maybe now they'll be ready for it. She's in the right direction. Like the Vegas residency makes sense for her. Yeah. I feel like she's not. Like, people aren't as, like, heated over her or so willing to cancel her. Yep. It's an embracement of the silliness, that Vegas residency as well. It's an embracement of the silly side. It really is. The set looks great. Like, Mm. the whole setup of it looks phenomenal. And she has the songs to carry a greatest hits set. So, I feel like if she just sticks to that, she'll be okay. Yep. The rumours are that there... The the rumours are that there is a lot of really good up-tempo dance pop coming from the new record. But I suppose a lot of what this album is was up-tempo dance pop as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. But they are the rumours as to what is on the way. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably not. I like her a bit in the EDM world of like never really over and cry about it later. I think that works for her. Just a little bit more. Swish Swish was kind of an EDM song. No, not that way. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> just you, like disco you, EDM, you, you, you know? <laughs> like I really love the sweeping bridge of Never Really Over and the drama of it. I want a bit of like silliness and drama from Catherine. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Things like, what was that song she did with Hayden James, the Australian producer? Was that, um, oh, I can't remember what it was called. Well, that's on Witness. From Witness, yeah. But I don't, what, do you want that again or not? Yeah, I want that again. I like that EDM side of her. That's her in a really good dance pocket. And obviously, she's done the song with Alesso. Um, and yeah, that wasn't bad, I didn't think. I loved that. I loved that. Yeah. When I'm gone. You miss me when I'm gone. Miss me when yeah, I'm see, gone. Yeah, that's, see, that's where she needs to be. Yeah. Not doing a cover of All You Need Is Love and doing a song for the soundtrack of the Pokemon 25th anniversary. Hey, that was a that was Something a seminal classic. Thank you very much. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> All right, give me a score out of 10. It's a five for me. It's got moments of joy, moments of escapism, but it's majoritively lacking in substance and lacking in quality and it's not stood up. Best song on the album is... Daisies Closely followed by Smile Closely followed by Never Really Over Worst song on the album Probably Finally some acknowledgement of Never Really Over Probably Teary Eyes Maybe Resilient But probably Teary Eyes Justice for What Makes a Woman That's my thoughts Okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 Okay that's kind But I agree with you on all fronts it's just there isn't enough substance to it. No. Best song is by a mile, never really over. Cry about it later and champagne problems. Yep. Um, and the worst song is probably resilient for me. Yep. But I mean, there's some real shockers. There's at least five really bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been kind, I think. And We've been really I, kind. I feel kind of bad, but it comes from a place of love. We we think she can do better. We want the she best will for her. We've always just we wanted do. the best for every one of our flop stars, and that's why we do it. Um, leave a review on the podcast apps. Tweet us. Follow our Instagram at Flop Stars Pod. Follow our TikTok. Um, subscribe if you know someone that likes this album. Send it to them, and hopefully we will get. Um, no, don't Perry's. send it to them to somebody who likes us out. <laughs> oh yeah, someone who get no, but someone who gets it. Someone who gets it, you know. Yeah. Um, and hopefully soon, Thomas Rhett featuring Katy Perry, where we started, will not be the first thing that pops up on Katy Perry's Spotify page. <laughs> Have a lovely week, and check out the good Pop thought. In as well, our adjacent podcast where we yeah, it's great, it's really good. The new stuff, <laughs> the new new. Um, Arthur died in a fire. Goodbye. <laughs>